Yo, yo, welcome to What the 40 Podcast, a raw and real discussion about all the things you thought you were prepared for as 40 approaches. I'm B. Harrison. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please make sure that you rate, review, and also subscribe so that you'll always know when a new episode drops, and more importantly, share with your peeps. So this particular episode is a special one to me because my 10-year wedding anniversary is this Thursday, but what a lot of people don't know is October of last year, my husband and I split. Um, we refer to it as now as the pretend separation because we split, but we didn't really split. But <laughs> we'll get into into detail on that into the episode. But I decided to talk to him um, with this particular episode because once we decided we were going to be back together, we did start couples therapy to figure out ways that we cannot get to where we were at. And, um, he was able to open up a lot to me and I didn't realize that he was going through a lot of stuff as a black man, um, career wise, death, things of that nature. Um, so it allowed me to take a step back and just appreciate his struggle more because, I knew all the details at that point. So we're going to get into that. Now, I must warn you that my baby knocked on the door while we were recording the episode. Um, I left it in because, you know, comedy. Um, But I just felt like with this particular podcast, I want to be as real and as raw as possible. Kids knocking on my door when I'm in here uh, trying to record or if I'm researching or doing something for this podcast is a common thing so I want to make sure that you guys get a real look inside of my life there will be no editing cutting things out and so if you hear my baby knock on the door and us tell him that we'll talk to him in a little bit that's the reason why I did not edit that out so again um this is just a very intimate conversation between my husband Corey and I and I wanted to share with you guys um particularly my black men, so that you'll know if you're going through something, you got to talk to your wife or your husband or your loved one or your partner or whoever. You have to talk to someone. Midlife crisis is not something that you want to keep bottled up because it will cause you to explode. And in our case, the explosion led to my explosion, which led to a temporary separation and we don't want to see you guys go through that so i hope you guys enjoy this conversation and um yeah here we go hey hello <laughs> how you doing <laughs> okay so that was weird as hell because i really didn't know how to start it off because i don't know but it's okay it's okay we're here we're here now <laughs> oh god okay so really wanted to talk about a few things because um last year we both went through some stuff yeah yeah that yeah, led yeah, to yeah, us yeah. almost calling it quits yeah we went there yeah and before we get going, man, I got to give a shout out to my boy Marcus. You know what I'm saying? I got to give a shout out to everybody that. No, I'm Pause. Just, I'm just <laughs> this is not that type of deal. Hey, I, I got to say what's up to the homies. You okay. know Okay. Okay. Well, make sure the homies tune in and listen and subscribe and like and review and all that other stuff. I got you. I got you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can't leave the boys out there. Nah. Okay. So, for real, what is known to us now is the pretend separation was actually a real thing uh, last year because we both were 
personally on some BS. We did not know how to communicate with each other um, when it came to that BS, and it just kind of snowballed. So that's what we're here today because Thursday, Thursday, yeah, the 6th, June 6th, will be our 10-year anniversary. Yes. That means we've been married for a whole decade. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, for real? It's been a long That's time. That's how you feel, though? <laughs> With the uh? Yeah, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> you know what? You Five seconds. Don't talk to me for five seconds. I, I'm not going to do this with you. But anyway, so I wanted to kind of get into into what, what you were going through as a black man because I know that my previous episodes have been me kind of talking about things that I've experienced with quote unquote midlife crisis and just going through stuff while I'm approaching 40 that I didn't think would ever happen to me because I thought I was established and you know stuff like that so I wanted to get that from a black man's perspective like last year you went through something and just kind of explain what your thought process was what your mind was going through at the time where you felt like you just had the weight of the world on your shoulders I mean, it starts when we're younger. You know, I think black men are raised to deal with problems internally, never to speak out, never to communicate. I think with my upbringing, most of my struggles have been to just work, not to talk, to just work, don't complain, go get it done no matter what. And when issues arise, you just, you shut down. You don't really talk about it. You just keep everything to yourself. And I think last year, a lot was going on. I had a death of one of my uh, agents at work who I was really close with. I don't think I'm still over it, but counseling is helping. Um, you know, career-wise, I wasn't where I wanted to be. Uh, I didn't get the interview that I wanted to have. Uh, our relationship was a little rocky uh, as far <laughs> as with the communication side of it and mm -hmm. we're going through what we're going through um and it all came to a head and i was just you know it, I, I snapped yeah you know I, I didn't know how to deal with it so i just shut down and that made it worse yeah as i think that that's like something that's very common like you said within black men because just even coming up and knowing like some of my male friends and things like that death was never something that was ever like dealt with properly so while they were internally grieving they were on the outside just functioning like a day like day to day yeah. you know what i'm saying so just but on the inside it. they were like and why though because growing up you hear that stop crying stop acting like a bitch exactly man the fuck up you know what i'm saying yep. Because so you you get out there and you're just like in the world like with all these feelings bottled up and it's just kind of like at some point you can only put so much gas into something before that shit just boom explodes. I mean to make it even worse you can't you know growing up in the hood you can't just walk outside and be like bro I need to talk to you. Right. I got this going on. Most of them will tell you to shut up man up and you know don't bitch up about it so you don't have that outlet and we need to have more of that in our uh I guess in our hoods and in our family and raise our young men to, to believe that it's okay for us to, you know, cry or to have a conversation about something sensitive. It doesn't have to be about drugs, gangs and violence all the time or what girl you going with or whatever's going on in your life, you know, as far as personally, but you, you should be able to have those conversations that we think are sensitive and not 
manly. Mm-hmm. What do you think about like therapy? Do you think it's a necessity for just being, let's say a black man is perfectly fine in their career, you know, home life is good, stuff like that. But just being a black man, just with society and the bullshit that is going on out in the world, do you think that therapy is a necessity for that? Well, for me, my personal opinion, I don't know about anybody else, but for me, uh, therapy, for majority of my life, I've been in and out of counseling. So early on, I can say I wasn't honest with my therapist uh, mm-hmm. growing up. But as I got older, I started to see that it does help get an opinion from somebody who's non-biased, who can explain or help you see something from a different angle that you might not have seen it from. Um, it helps you develop as a person. I think it's easy to get these things out and not hold them in if you can talk to somebody who, who's not going to judge you for, for explaining yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you should have somebody relatable, though, like even like a, a black man, black woman, like somebody who can relate to the struggles? Some people don't believe that, but I do. I mm-hmm. think you need to have at least somebody that understands your struggle. Right. Because I can go in there and talk to a, a white male who grew up in let's say Scottsdale or you know somewhere affluent in Chicago or whatnot and they they won't understand the struggle that I've been through they'll sit there and listen to me but they're not necessarily going to understand what I go through every day as a black man right they can give you like general advice but it's not specific right so for me going through everything that I went through last year um I'm just gonna put myself out of there y'all I put this man through hell (laughs) Um, (laughs) with my insecurities and automatically off the rip because I was going through craziness in my head I was thinking oh he's gonna think I'm crazy he's gonna leave me and I kept saying you're gonna leave me huh you're gonna leave me and just got to the point where he was just like yeah like pretty much I'm done (laughs) like you know you keep saying it so I'm just gonna bounce so it, it but we call it the pretend separation because Nobody went anywhere. We stayed in the same house. Doing we, the same shit. Doing the same shit day to day. day. Slept in the same bed. We're still intimate with each other. So, But the point that I'm trying to drive home here is that we didn't have that communication, nor did we learn that communication until we actually went into couples therapy. And we both explained both of our sides. And shout out to our uh, therapist because she's the shit. She will call us out on our bullshit like like nothing so when both of us was thinking in certain situations that we were right she would point out shit like nah actually bruh or nah actually sis you you was dead ass wrong you know what I'm saying Um, one of the things that she told me that I realized after she brought it to my attention is I've always been like this throughout my life I felt like whether something's negative or positive it always was about me I'm always doing something wrong so it was always about me so the reason why I'm bringing that up is because when he was going through the crap that he was going through I automatically assumed that he was just unhappy being here and that it was all about me that I was doing something wrong when in actuality it was just life in general for him it had nothing specifically to do with me at all so I added fuel to that fire that he was already trying to put out um so to speak and it just didn't make it any better so what's some of the things you felt like the therapist pointed out to you that you could have done um and and as it pertains to our relationship that you thought you were doing right um i would say opening up more uh being being vulnerable enough to accept criticism or 
to have a conversation with you about like the death of Corey. Um, mm-hmm. When he passed away, uh, I was I went through it. Even at the office, I tried to stay strong for my team or whatnot. I took no days off. Um, I just worked through it, and with all with all that build up, I didn't have that conversation with you about, you know, how it was affecting me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just, you know, shake it off as you know he's gone and deal with it that way. But um, I also, as far as the career move, you know, me not getting the interview and things like that, I, I could have, you know, went a little deeper into how I was feeling about that, not mm-hmm. necessarily bottling up and, and keep working like most of us men do. Right. And then we ultimately snap when, let's say, you don't agree with something or we're arguing about something that could be super petty, mm-hmm. but it blows up into something unnecessary. Right, right. And I think that's a lot of what our fights were about, too, um, was that the smallest little thing would blow up into something so huge because we didn't really know how to communicate and talk about what that little thing was and just kind of squash it. You know, it was always, it's going to blow up to something big regardless. I think a lot of relationships have a preconceived notion when it comes to that type of communication. I mean, we think you're going to automatically think or assume that you're going to be negative when I bring something up Mm -hmm. or you assume that I'm always going to try to solve the issue instead of, maybe bouncing ideas off you to see if we can handle it a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think as men, sometimes we need to be vulnerable enough to say, you know what, let me bounce this idea off my wife or off my spouse to see if she can maybe give me a different way to handle it. Instead of trying to just take it all on yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, we're here. Uh, yeah, yeah we're definitely here 10 years later, <laughs> 10 years later, we got married fairly quickly. Um, so that was one of the things we discussed too was that we probably should have did the engagement thing a little bit longer. Yeah, I'm going to stick to my guns. I was forced. They put a gun to my head, and they made me do this. He's lying. <laughs> um, so there's that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that was one of the things we talked about, too. But then, like, yesterday I saw this meme online that was just basically like, if you know what you want, just go for it. So in a way, I kind of feel like, okay, we maybe we should have been engaged a little bit longer. But then in the same token, I felt like, I knew that I wanted to be married to you. Yeah. And and it was just like let's just let's just do it, you know what I'm saying? So I said, for me that one's like 50-50. It's yeah, 50-50. I agree. I mean like at that time when we were discussing that uh, as far as our courtship should have lasted a little longer, but I didn't have anybody I needed to approve this or to to validate my marriage. I, it was all me. Right. So, you know, my grandmother's no longer here. My mother was no longer here. Father's no longer here. So mm-hmm. My sisters loved you, so it's like, okay, let's make it happen. Yeah. And for me, my family was just like, about time. <laughs> <laughs> my mom actually said at our reception, I was worried about you. I thought we was going to be golden girls. Wow. Yeah, so. I do not remember that. You don't remember her saying that when we were doing the toast by the cake? No. Yo, she hella said that. I was so embarrassed. I was like, uh. so you just going to put my business out there like that? <laughs> but... <laughs> But anyway, yeah, like I said, we're here. It's 10 years later. Uh, there's a kid knocking on the door. Currently recording. Bye. Okay, tell me something in a minute, okay? <laughs> this is our life, y'all. We don't get no privacy. And I'm sure that as parents, y'all probably don't get no privacy either. So. He really has something important to say. He definitely has something important to say. So I'm going to go ahead and cut it short because this one that just knocked on the door... Um, he's been going zero to a hundred all day, so we definitely want to go ahead and give him his attention. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to like say or? 
No, not really. I mean, you know, as long as you practice teamwork, yes. practice what you preach, treat each other like you want to be treated, help each other through these rough patches, and it'll continue to go the way it's going. You know, and that's my best advice to anybody out there who's married. Um, you're going to go through your ups and downs, but don't just, you know, cash in because you feel like the other person don't want to be there. Right. No, I understand. Definitely. Because that was my problem. But now that I see that that's not what the case is, it's just kind of like, all right, well, let's just move forward, you know? Let's just move forward. Let's make sure that we're both on the same page about everything. And for me personally, everything does not have to be a big deal. And that's what it all boils down to. So Facts. <laughs> all right, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, and make sure to follow me on all of my social media, which will be included in the show notes. And also... Nah, he ain't gonna give out his social media. So Not at all. But shout out, <laughs> shout out to all the homies locked down. You know what I mean? If you don't knock it off, <laughs> I can't. But anyway, so I'm gonna go ahead and end it now. Every episode I start, I'm gonna start doing this. I'm gonna say, protect yourself at all times. Don't let your midlife become a crisis. See you guys next week.